Dan here, Laura, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, as well as twave.tv and our various networks. We want to thank you all for tuning in to the second half of our program today. As we're looking at Revelation chapter 21, as we're talking about God's mighty angels and the bride, the Lamb's wife. And of course, our lines will be open. The local number is 305 992-9537 for those of you that would like to call in with your questions or your comments or text in with your questions or your comments for today's program. But of course, before we continue the second segment of our program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what we're about to discuss today. Heaven, we're just so excited that you've made it possible by, uh, Lord, sacrificing your son. And we are truly humbled and we pray that anyone listening in will get to know you as Savior or grow in the faith in you. Bless our time today, Lord. Open up your words so we may understand you better in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Again, you're tuning to The Truth Will Set You Free, TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Revelation chapter 21, The Bride, The Lamb's Wife. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on TWA.TV. And, of course, for those of you that are watching and listening, if you would like to serve as a prayer partner for our ministry, simply give us a call. We'd love to add you to that list so that you can pray for us. The guests here in the various programs, the local number, 305-992-9537. So we thank you for keeping us in prayer. And of course, before we continue the second segment of our program, once again, I want to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you back. Great to be on, brother. Great topic. Thank you for uh, wanting to discuss this, uh, especially from the point of view of the angels. I, this has been a fantastic series as we've looked at the angels of Revelation, how God has peeled back the blanket separates man and the spirit world, so to speak, so that we can see God's behind-the-scenes working through angels in the, uh, what is to be the end times, but also on into eternity. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited too, Nathan, because the more that we have been doing these programs, the, the more my eyes have also been open to the reality of these incredible beings uh, of different kinds and shapes in the Bible and how they are at work. Uh, on our side. So I'm very excited as well. And of course, Nathan, maybe someone just tuned in for the first time and they're not aware of your ministry. I know you got some changes coming also for your website. Can you talk to us about that? Well, you folks can check us out on lamblion.com and our new site, which will be christandprophecy.org. We'll both become one and the same site by the end of the day today. And uh, there, folks can check us out, uh, watch our television show, Christ and Prophecy, and read articles on Bible prophecy and other topics like apologetics. We have newsletters you can sign up for. We have social networks. You name it, we've got it. We want to teach you all about God's prophetic word and get you excited about the soon return and get you ready for that. Cool. Exciting. Thank you, Nathan. Those of you watching us live, you can check out that information in the back there. Make sure you navigate their wonderful website for all these incredible, incredible uh, resources so that you can learn Bible prophecy. So, Nathan, thank you so much. Nathan, I, I have to say, honestly, I could not believe, I mean, when you and I are together, our programs go fast. But this last program, I looked at the clock and I said, are you serious? It's almost over? It flew. <laughs> well, we're talking about heaven. It is just so exciting. Time flies. Wow. I felt like, you know what? We're going to have to dedicate. A, I'm going to slow it down on this next one so we can make an excuse to make a few more programs because this is super exciting, especially, Nathan, you left us off as you were just giving me a list of rewards and things that God has in store for us in heaven. But, Nate, can you quickly recap maybe uh, the first portion there, verses 1 through 8, about the new heaven before we move on to 21 verse 9? Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, 
Certainly. Well, we left Revelation 20. It was the end of the millennial kingdom. Jesus is thousand-year reign on earth. And uh, Satan is released from the abyss. He leads the rebellion of those born during the uh, millennial kingdom. They have to choose Jesus or not. And some don't, and they follow Satan. God sends fire down. They're destroyed. And then now we get into the what's called the eternal state. Not much is known about the Bible other than through Revelation chapter 21 and 22. And here where God burns up the earth and rebuilds it to have a whole brand new earth again, he's also going to take heaven, as you read in John 14, that Jesus is building a new Jerusalem, a capital city, that is going to be the super city in which the humanity uh, that is saved will live for eternity. So this is where we're at now. We're finally at the new Jerusalem, the eternal state, and our future home, our home forever, our forever home. Ah, uh, that is fantastic. And of course, Nathan, I mean, we're, we're just so excited because of the hope. I, I mean, you're right. With this world that we live in, there's so many tragedies, so many difficulties, so many tears shed when you lose loved ones or, or, or uh, for whatever reason. But the time is coming when there will be no more tears, where it will literally be heaven forever. So can you continue to take us, Nathan, here in the second segment the bride of the Lamb, beginning of verse 9 and forward? Certainly. Well, again, we start with an angel. An angel who's going to give us a message. And it goes, Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues, came to me, this is John, and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like the most precious stone, like jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them. These are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Excellent. Nathan, this is awesome. You know, Nathan, one thing that came to my mind, and probably yours, I noticed verse 9 there. Uh, so we've seen these angels before, right? Yeah, this angel is one of the, the seven bowl angels. Again, the, the plagues of the tribulation were divided into 21 judgments. Seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven bowls. So here, this angel's done his job. He, he's finished pouring out one of his plagues upon the earth, and now he gets to rejoice, <laughs> like John does, seeing the eternal state, seeing heaven. Again, uh, this might be even new for the angel, because he's seeing a state of the world that doesn't exist yet for him. A world where God rebuilds the earth, he has the new Jerusalem, and heaven is on earth. So I would say, for this angel, he's seeing something new, just like John is, because it's <laughs> the future to him as well. And here he is giving a description of what this super city, this new Jerusalem, a city that the Bible compares here of like a bride, not the bride of Christ. The, the bride of Christ, of course, is the church, those who have accepted Jesus as Savior, Rapture to heaven, given glorified bodies. They live in the city. Uh, they are the bride of Christ, but they are in this city, the New Jerusalem, coming down to earth. And brother, this is our eternal home. That is amazing. You know, Nathan, the Bible tells us in Second Peter, uh, chapter three, uh, regarding again this present earth, and you're talking to us about a new earth here. And in Second Peter three, uh, if you don't mind, Nate, I'm looking at verse ten through about verse 12, and uh, also it talks to us about their, this present earth. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will be melt fervent heat. 
Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of people are you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hasting for the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. And now, Nathan, you're bringing us now to this new heaven and this new earth, right? This is where we're at. We're at the eternal state, the final stage in God's plan to restore his fellowship with mankind like it was back in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve were hadn't sinned yet, and they walked and talked and had fellowship with God, they were friends with God, yes. they saw Him face to face, and then sin, when they rebelled against God and ate that fruit, and then the sin nature came on humanity, separated us from God so that we could no longer see Him and uh, be with Him face to face. And God has been working throughout all human history, especially through the death of the Son Jesus Christ, to get us to this point, which we're reading now where again, humanity is walking and talking and having fellowship with God himself in person. That is amazing. And Nathan, that's why I really love those verses because it just continues to encourage uh, the individual who's reading through the Bible regarding what really awaits us. It's just awesome, uh, again, blessings. And it just to begin to describe uh, this, this beautiful heaven uh, how, I mean, details, like you said, Nathan, the walls and everything else. And I mean, there, this is not like, sometimes we walk through our cities and we think our, we think our cities are nice, right? I grew up in New York City and here we're in Florida. And, and we think, oh yeah, this city is great, the Big Apple, but there's trash everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been in New York City a number of times and it, it still catches my breath how amazingly huge and, and congested and busy it is. Uh, but it's not the great city, it's, it's a great city, but it's nothing going to be compared to the New Jerusalem. Brother, wait till we get some more description of it, because uh, there's a, from 14 on, it explains even more. I mean, we're not just talking about the glory of God in it, which is obviously the crowning achievement of the city. Right. God himself is the light that lights it up. Mm. The whole city is made out of precious stone, and it has 12 gates, meaning that people can come in and out of the city. We're not right. in the city forever, but it's the capital city. And there is an angel at each gate, and on the gates are the Ooh. names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So this is a super city, uh, so big that, uh, well, we'll get into it as we right. read on. No, but I'm, they, getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I can tell, man, you're more excited yeah. than I am. Slow down. <laughs> but, but it is an exciting passage, and that's why we pray anyone watching and anyone listening, if we seem excited, it's because we are. Because that's what awaits us, and that's what can await you if you put your trust in Jesus Christ. And that's why we pray, if you're watching and listening, consider our relationship with the Lord today. He has so many wonderful things in store for you, as Nathan is going to continue to share with us. So, yeah, Nate, continue to take us through. All right, well, let's uh, read verse 14 uh, through 21. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city its gates and its walls. The city is laid out as a square, its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs in length, breadth, and height are all equal. Then he measured its walls, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, 
the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. I mean, if that is not amazing, I don't know what is, Nathan. I mean, we're talking about this incredible, beautiful city. Now, these measurements are astounding, Nathan, because really, literally, you can fit everyone in history in this city. Well, we got to remember uh, that, of course, they're using a measurement from back in the Bible times. A furlong or a cubit, when added, is actually 1,500 miles. So the city is 1,500 miles wide and long and high. Now, whether that means that the city is pyramid-shaped or cube-shaped, we don't know. Right. But it's 1,500 miles cubed. And that means that if it was on the Earth, it would stretch from Canada to Mexico and from the Atlantic Ocean to Colorado. It wow. would be that big. Now, to be that big means that the Earth and its present size could not hold the New Jerusalem. The, the Earth would wobble terribly from all that weight on one side. Right. So it's believed that being a new Earth that God makes it massively bigger. It actually has to be, the scientists have calculated, the size of Jupiter to hold a city that size without causing the rotation of the Earth to spin lopsided. Right. Nathan, that is, and that's great because we, we find, again, that in the present state, the world that we live in, I mean, we see it has changed dramatically from the flood. And we see that the Lord is going to have to do something new in order for it to be able to sustain this new heaven and this new Earth. That's a great point. Yeah, excellent point you made too, because God will purge all the sin and destruction from the, the devastation of the second God and Magog battle, that last battle that Satan leads against Jerusalem on earth. And uh, so, yeah, that has got to be a, a refining fire that rebuilds the earth, that the creation is sin-free, the earth itself is not underneath the curse, and we ourselves and our glorified bodies no longer have a sin nature. Now, when you had mentioned the size of that city, the holding people, I heard Joe Foch at Calvary Chapel up in Philadelphia once say that it's been calculated that if you are going to have a city that's 1,500 miles cubed, let's say there are 20 billion people living in it, that could be angels and all that, 20 billion entities living in the New Jerusalem. You're like, man, are we going to be cramped in like sardines? No, he calculated that each person would get 70 acres cubed, <laughs> 20 billion people could have 70 acres cubed all to their lonesome. That city is that big. Nathan, that is awesome. I mean, we're, we just bought a, a, a few hundreds, a, a few thousand square feet of property, and we're thinking we're living in heaven here, right? <laughs> it's it's hard to get land in Miami, huh? Exactly. You know, Nathan, it's so interesting to me how we get so uh, satisfied with these little things here. and We think that we're kings living here because we own a piece of property uh, that doesn't really belong to us anyway. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, yeah. But yet the Lord says how much more he has in store for his people. I, I mean, it's just amazing, you know? It is when you think about it. And when we think of jewels like uh, diamonds and rubies right. and sapphires and things like that. We think it's something ultra-rare, something that's hard to find. In heaven, it's nothing, man. It's pavement. The streets literally are pavement. And my kids once asked, they said, well, if God is the source of life for the city, how then can it be... Uh, oh, see, here I am getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. God is the source. He's the glory of the city. He is the light of the city. And a city that's made out of jewels could have the light of God emanate through it. 
Yeah. Gold in its pure state, absolutely pure state, is actually see-through. And if the streets are made of gold, then the light of God shines through it as well. The closest brother that I can come to imagery of that is if you've seen any of those Thor movies. You know, he had that rainbow rose, yes. like Mario Kart. Picture the entire New Jerusalem. And I think the, whoever designs the, the concept of the computer animation for that city, uh, was it Asgard, it's in those Thor movies. I watched that, those two movies and I thought, this has got to be as close you can get to a man's view of what heaven must be like. Because the cities are gold, there's jewels everywhere, the, the streets are like rainbow roads, it's wow. beautiful beyond comparison. And yet that's probably so pale compared to what the real New Jerusalem will look like. No, and that's a great point, Nathan. And that's why men here have tried to create as best as they can something to resemble what God has in store. About the, like the Bible says, who knows the mind of Christ, right, Nathan? So it, it's just going to be an incredible... I think we're just... I think for me, I'm just going to walk around heaven for like the first 2,000 years with my mouth open, going, wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get bored of it. And even so, again, it has 12 gates, which indicates that we won't be just living trapped in a a giant city, right. but it's a capital city where people come and go throughout the universe. Mm. Matter of fact, it says here that, and I love this, it, John goes out of his way to say this in verse 21, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was a one pearl. Now, we're not talking about the pearly gates, which you always hear where Peter right. sits outside with a book and lets people in. We're not talking about gates made of pearls. We're talking about each gate each. is one pearl. One Pearls so big, and how these angels, man, are massive, as we've been reading in Revelation. Big guys, these are huge gates. And so you got to wonder, if each gate is one pearl, what is the size of the oyster that made that? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And of course, God is creating this with his own hands, Nathan. So it's just, that's a great thought. That's a huge oyster right there. <laughs> it must be. He must have some incredible oysters creating these gates. And, uh, the streets again, pure gold, and it says right there, like transparent glass. So, uh, you know, you think about us uh, hoarding money all our lives here right. on earth, and even the richest man of, you know, 70, 80 billion, what is that, Putin, uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of uh, the Soviet, or excuse me, in Russia, yeah. he is supposed to be the richest man on the earth, and I think he's worth like 78 billion dollars. And what is 78 billion dollars to living in a city made of the most precious stones on the that ever existed. The entire city is made out of that. Man, and Nathan, that's why I, sometimes we shortchange ourselves in, in, in the things that we forget what God has in store for us. And that's why people sometimes, Nathan, that they hear about heaven and a relationship with God, and they think, oh, what a waste of time. I mean, and because their thinking is so futile. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit opens up the scriptures like we're reading right now, I mean, you and I are so excited. We just can't wait to get there because that's how beautiful it is. It is. It is. It is beautiful. It, materialistically, and that's all we've covered so far is the beauty of it. But the true beauty of it is that God the Father lives there, our Heavenly yes. Father, and our family there. I love the story by Evangelist D.L. Moody. He wrote a book on heaven. And he wrote, when I was a boy, I thought of heaven as a great shining city with vast walls and domes and spires and with nobody in it except white-robed angels who were strangers to me. But by and by, my little brother died, and I thought of a great city with walls and domes and spires, and one little fellow that I was acquainted with. He was the only one I knew at the time. Well, then another brother died, and there were two that I knew. And then my acquaintances began to die, and the flock continually grew. But it was not till I had sent one of my own little children to his heavenly parents that I began to think of I had a little in myself. 
I, a second child died, a third, a fourth, and by that time, I had so many acquaintances in heaven. Did I not see any walls and domes and spires? I began to think of the residents of the celestial city as my friends, and now so many of my acquaintances have gone there that it sometimes seems to me that I know more people in heaven wow. than I do on earth. Now, Moody was trying to share that to show us that the glory of heaven is God, that the city yes. might be wonderful, but what it truly is, brother, it's about eternal family. That's right. It's our fellow Christians, our fellow family members who are saved, living with us in fellowship with God forever. Heaven is our home, and a home isn't a home unless you have family living in it. Nathan, that is so awesome. And you hit such a great point, and that's really why our fellowship. I mean, really, what would something be without someone to share it with, right? And, and that's why I'm so looking forward. Hey, I'm looking forward to spending heaven, heaven with, time with you in heaven, Dr. Reagan, and not interrupt like our programs. We only do like a half-hour program, right, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and we won't have the sin nature anymore because we'll be in our glorified body. So we won't get sick and death sick to death of each other and start figuring and stuff like that as we would yeah. now if we spent too much time together. But you know, with a city the size of 1,500 miles uh, yeah. cubed, if you need to get away, I guess you can get away. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Oh, I love it, Nathan. This is really uh, amazing. Again, you're talking to us about here, Revelation chapter 21, as we're talking the bride, the lamb's wife. Again, those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy, TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. We're just so excited because we're talking about heaven and the beauty therein. And Nathan, again, you're talking to us about streets of gold, man. Uh, no mm -hmm. um, trash, no junk. I mean, just beautiful. It is. It's, it's beyond belief. And you think that, as you read in John 14, that Jesus has been preparing a place for us. Now, God made the whole universe in six days. He's had 2,000 years to work on this. So I don't know if he used the whole 2,000 years, but clearly this city is supposed to be the crowning achievement of this creation. Mm. And, I, you know, I remember, Nathan, I come from the Dominican Republic, and early, when I was a child in the Dominican Republic, everyone said that the dream and goal was to get to come to New York City because New York City was supposed to be like heaven with streets paved with money and with gold. Boy, wow. what a sad reality when I arrived here in 1976, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> and quite a letdown for you, brother. I mean, New York City is amazing. We've both been there. You live there. Right. But uh, a lot of the streets are kind of paved with money, I guess, if you go over to Wall Street, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it awesome, though, to know that the reality of heaven, is, it's not, it will not let anybody down, right, Nathan? I don't think any Christian is going to get to heaven and go, oh, man. I didn't think this is what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, geez, no, no, not at all. To think that the entire city revolves around God, too. Uh, yeah. You know, we've seen tabernacles, or at least models or pictures of tabernacles. We've seen temples. There's the two built to be a third, right. and then a fourth or a millennial kingdom. Each is a little model, a human shadow of what the heavenly temple will be, and that's this New Jerusalem, mm -hmm. where God is the center. He's in the Holy of Holies. And the whole city revolves around the light and glory of yes. God. Back in fellowship with God again, talking. Can you imagine talking to your Creator, having fellowship with Him, not worrying you're going to yeah. screw up and think something wrong because of your sin nature. Right. But to be with our God, our Savior, someone who sacrificed His own Son on yes. our behalf uh, to get us there. Wow. It, it is what we're waiting for. Uh, you know, it's a shame that we have to spend time here on this earth and, and do what we need to do before Christ comes, but... 
that's our mission now, but know that what we do now works towards our eternal reward, that's our right. position in heaven, the authority will be given, and uh, I'm just looking forward to doing as many good works as I can for the Lord here on earth while I wait for our eternal heaven, this new Jerusalem. Excellent point, Nathan. Of course, we're looking here at this incredible passage. You're taking us through this, and it's just amazing uh, what, what the Holy Spirit is opening up to us through these scriptures. And can you, Nathan, continue to bring us through here as we look at just these wonderful, encouraging verses in the Word of God? Well, now we get to the glory of the New Jerusalem. Verse 22 begins, But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, but the glory of God illuminated. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Mm. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. But there shall be no means enter it, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Wow. Nathan, again, and we see here talking about the nations, and it's also talking about, again, uh, like you said, the reality that there will be no corruption in heaven, no one will be allowed who's really going to mess up this beautiful paradise. Exactly. Those who are corrupt, as the Bible uses, who cause abominations, who lie, who defile things with their sin, they're rebellion against God, they're, they're in the lake of fire, they're hell. That's hell, that's where they are. But the new Jerusalem, the rest of the universe, that's where purity resides. And God is himself the center of it, the light that provides light and glory to the entire universe. And we get to be right there, seeing that and dwelling and living in it. We are creatures of light, not darkness. That's and right. And we will be energized and brought to life by living in that light. Mm. Nathan, I love these verses. It's just so many wonderful things. Again, when you consider it, today we need the sun, we need the moon, we need all these things to be able to see. But the time is going to come where God is going to be all in all. Yes, very well said, yes. This is what brings all of human history to its final conclusion. And you know what? When we talk about not knowing what the future holds, who knows what God will do during the eternal state? Maybe there'll be another creation. Maybe there'll be Absolutely. another species. Or, or maybe we're not the first. But I mean, when you're in the eternal state, time has no meaning. That's right. So if God's the God of creation, then I'm sure he's not done creating. And you know, Nathan, that's a very good point, because that's what, with eternity, I mean, it's just an incredible, we, we haven't been there, we don't have the mind of God. So here it gives us a glimpse, so that we can understand just some things with our finite mind, because they say that we only use maybe about 10% of our brain power, I think I only use three, but maybe you can, <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine, Nathan, being able to have that capability to take in all of what God has for us? Ah, I can't. Uh... Just we get one chapter here and one more after that, and that's it. That's right. all we know about the eternal state, but uh, it's exciting to read. And so far, Nathan, this has been incredible. Again, Nathan, we're pretty much out of time for the second segment of our program, but we want to thank all of you that have been watching and those of you that have been listening. Again, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we look at Revelation chapter 21, the bride of the Lamb. We're talking about heaven, and that's what God has in store for those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening. And before we close, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, we want to encourage you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to pray with you and share with you how you can begin that relationship with the Lord today because we believe the Lord is coming very, very soon, and we want you to experience heaven with us. Nathan Jones, we've come to the end of the second segment of a program. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. 
I know, right? We're going to have to just continue this next week. Hey, I'm on board. Awesome. Well, Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. And thank you so much for sharing with us those wonderful nuggets about heaven. I pray that you have an awesome day. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, those of you watching and listening, we thank you for tuning in. And remember, our lines will remain open. 321-END-TIME. If you're in need of prayer, give us a call or 305-992-9537. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. I pray you guys have an awesome week. Have a great day.